0: IT'S CHRISTMAS! Well, tonight, thank God, it's
1: there
2: Instead of you Oh, Christmas Day, my ass I'm
3: driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces
4: Christmas to you and all. It's December, so welcome to the first super mega happy Christmas episode of Merry Britsmas. Not that all of them aren't super mega happy Christmas episodes, but in December it just feels more super mega happy, doesn't it? Last month I discussed the Christmas Radio Times and now I have my 2020 copy. I've skimmed through, but still need to sit down with a cup of tea and a mince pie for an in-depth study and a highlighting session. Let's get the episode started. Today we'll explore British covers of the classic Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, listen to some other festive podcasters share their thoughts on some of the UK's newest Christmas adverts, and the second Christmas episode of The Royal Family from 2000. A couple of months ago I decided to take a break from covering a British Christmas song and instead look at some British covers of a non-British Christmas song. With December here I thought I'd do the same for one of the most famous songs of all time. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. tiny bit of history on the song before we look at some covers. The song was recorded by songwriters Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine in 1943 for the 1944 musical Meet Me in St Louis. It was famously and beautifully sung by Judy Garland in the film. were relatively depressing at first, with the studio even requesting a change, including the lines, It may be your last, next year we may all be living in the past, becoming Let your heart be light, next year all our troubles will be out of sight. It's still got some downbeat sentimentality about it though, with the idea of troubles at all. In recent years, Blaine has contested Martin's involvement in writing the songs for the film, but I won't get into a legal debate. Regardless, the song has become a classic, with countless covers of the song taking in all sorts of genres and artists. So let's hear some brilliant British versions. Let's start with something relatively straightforward from one of the biggest British bands on the planet, Coldplay.
0: Have yourself a merry little Christmas.
4: Chris Martin and co. are a rock band who met at university in London back in 1996. The band were originally called Starfish but changed to their current name before the release of their first EP called Safety. I think it was a good idea to change names. They were signed to Parlophone Records after a lot of buzz in early 1999. The band had some issues with drummer Will drinking around this time and kicked him out briefly before helping him and agreeing to make the band a democracy to ensure they are all fairly treated, and this continues to this very day. Their debut album, Parachutes, was a huge success, hitting number one in the UK and becoming the 22nd best-selling album of the 21st century here. They've since gone on to greater and greater success, selling hundreds of millions of records worldwide, winning nine Brit Awards, seven Grammys and numerous MTV Awards, and selling arenas out the world over. But we're here for the Christmas. The group released a mini EP called Mince Spies, a very British pun, in 2001 between their first and second albums. It was originally limited to 1000 copies for fan club members only and had a cover of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and a remix of Yellow on it. This Christmas cover was later featured on the 2002 compilation called Maybe This Christmas, the proceeds of which went to the Toys for Tots charity. I think their version is quite traditional but also very pretty and sticks to the spirit of the original song.
5: Next
4: up is a cover for Marika Hackman. songwriter, who was a friend of Carla Delevingne at school, the two were even in a cover band called The Clementines. She moved to Brighton and started her career as a singer-songwriter, using folk and indie pop to craft very atmospheric music on her first album, We Slept At Last. She has since released two more studio albums, as well as a record of covers earlier this year, all very critically acclaimed. She released a Christmas EP in 2016 on transgressive records, with covers of carols, like In the Bleak Midwinter, as well as an original, Driving Under Stars. However, she also recorded an achingly beautiful cover of Have Yourself for BBC Six Music, my favourite radio station as it goes, for Tom Ravenscroft's show back in 2016.
0: If the Lord allows,
4: Let's go more R and B in vocal with Mike Lowry. Let your heart
0: be like from now on. Our troubles will be outside. Oh yeah. Have yourself
1: a merry
4: Mike Lowry are a vocal boy band from Liverpool, who also attended school together, and started singing together before being signed by Universal Music. They then, quite strangely, cut ties with the label, deciding to self-release their stuff to great success. They even won the Mobo Unsung Award in 2014. They performed in European arena shows, and even popped up on American TV, such as The Wendy Williams Show. They have yet to release a full album, but did pop this cover of Have Yourself on their YouTube back in 2017
0: of your faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more
1: through the years we'll always be together if the faith
4: Back to a classic cover with Des O'Connor, a British broadcasting legend.
0: Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay from now on our troubles will be miles away
4: here we are as in olden days Happy a comedian singer and TV presenter he started his career as a compare and comedian even comparing for Buddy Holly on his UK tour he became a TV presenter with The Des O'Connor Show in 1963, which ran to 1971. He then had his own chat show and later presented a game show, Take Your Pick. Alongside all of this and becoming a national treasure, he used his crooner pipes to record 36 albums, five of which reached the top 40, with four top 10 singles. His Christmas album was called Christmas with Des O'Connor. Perfect title, really. It came out in 1978 and had Des covering classics. Like White Christmas, Santa Claus is coming to town, and of course, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Unfortunately, Des O'Connor passed away very recently, on the 14th of November 2020. He was 88, and he had an amazing life, full of success, and of course, some charming crooning.
0: Through the years we all will be together if the fates allow Hang a shining star on the highest by
4: yourself a merry little Christmas. Finally How about an ex-footballer singing Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Chris Kamara was a footballer, a soccer player to my listeners elsewhere in the world. He played for numerous clubs throughout the 70s, 80s and 90s including Swindon Town, Brentford and Stoke City. He retired though in 1995 and went on to become a popular pundit, commentating on football matches and discussing the game on TV. He was quite famous for coming out with some very odd phrases and sayings. He said things such as, players were fighting like beavers. Famously, he was watching one game. And completely missed a very important event. We're off to Fratton Park where there's been a red card but for who Chris
2: Kamara? I don't know Jeff, has it? I must have missed
1: that. Red card. (laughs) Chris,
6: have you not been watching? I haven't. I don't know where that's come from Chris. I have no idea what has happened there. What's happened Chris? Uh, I don't know Jeff.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
6: I don't know. The rain must have got in my eyes, I'm yeah. <laughs> but Chris, Chris, let me tell you, according, according to our sources, Anthony van den Boer has been
2: sent off for a second bookable offence. Get, get your fingers oh, out and count up the number of
7: Portsmouth players who are on the field.
6: No, you're right, I saw him go off and I thought they were bringing a sub on, Jeff.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: He's become quite a TV personality here in the UK in recent years, and even released his own Christmas album last year called Here's To Christmas, with lots of covers and one original, the title of the record. The album did quite well, getting to number 8 in the UK charts. And his cover of Have Yourself A Merry Little Christmas isn't bad, considering he's not really a singer. Last year I explored the thrill and the mania of the Christmas advert season. Every year people around Britain, and often even people overseas, eagerly await the adverts from shops like John Lewis and supermarkets like Sainsbury's as they often put in a lot of money, time and creativity to create humorous or touching adverts that bring the spirit of the season into our homes, onto our TVs. This year I wanted to kind of review and discuss some of the most interesting ones of 2020, However, I thought that my thoughts might not be enough, so I begged, pleaded, bribed some of my Christmas podcast friends to send their thoughts. First up is a supermarket giant in Tesco's. Their recent ads have been relatively straightforward, a bit tongue-in-cheek shoppers and families celebrating compared to the rest of the big shops. However, this year they decided to declare, with 2020 being, well, 2020, that it's fine to be on the naughty list.
0: I gave my sister a really terrible haircut. What if I'm on the naughty list?
4: Relax. After this year, Tesco says there is no naughty list. Todd from Christmas Clatter shared his ideas on it for me.
7: Hi, this is Todd Killiam from Christmas Clatter Podcast, and Adam asked me to check out a Christmas commercial from Tesco. For those that don't know, it's a grocery chain located in the UK. The advertisement is titled... No naughty list. It's quite funny. It's a very quick commercial, only about 60 seconds or so. But it is quite funny. Uh, The music playing in the background is Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. I'm a little bit of a Britney Spears mark anyway. So that always makes me happy. And it's all these people uh, listing all the stuff they did this year that was um, non-COVID kosher, so to speak. One guy said he bought too many rolls of toilet paper. They were building a snowman out of the extra roll of toilet paper. One guy said he didn't sing happy birthday twice when he washed his hands. One mom confessing that she didn't uh, teach him physics or math. And then the boy piped up at the table and says, or geography. Everybody's just listing these things that normally aren't a terrible ordeal. But in the year 2020, might be looked upon as like, ugh. But it's all the same stuff we're all struggling with. It's hard to teach our kids when we're at home, and it's hard to know you know, the right amount of things to buy because we're not sure how long we'll be locked down or if the lockdown will happen again, that kind of thing. Uh, and then it ends with Santa Claus saying he might have gone on holiday this year. And I don't blame him, as long as he don't take a holiday on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we'll be just fine. Check out this ad, uh, Tesco No Naughty List, on YouTube. It's quite hilarious, make you smile. It's very rewatchable. You see some more jokes each and every time it goes by. If you're interested, check me out at christmasclatterpodcast.com. And thanks, Adam, for letting me be a part.
4: Next up is another giant supermarket chain, Sainsbury's. They put out some great ads in recent years, including the Christmas Truce in 2014 and the Big Night Nativity Show in 2018. This year, they released a few small snippets of family conversations about Christmas, with people discussing their family speciality foods. However, it kicked up some controversy, surprisingly, when a number of people disliked it on YouTube and made comments about the black family in the first advert not representing them. I can't quite get the absurdity of disliking an advert because a family in an advert didn't look like them, especially when there have been adverts over the years with families of chimpanzees, aliens and a talking carrot. It's disgusting, but sadly not completely surprising in 2020 that people still feel the need to make comments like this, just because on the advert we have a family that isn't white. I think the adverts are really sweet, and here's Glenn Warren from Seasons Eatings Podcast with his thoughts on the saints ads as someone with a bit of food expertise.
5: Hello, this is Glenn Warren, host of the Seasons Eatings Podcast, the podcast which explores the history and origins of your favourite Christmas foods and I've been invited by Adam of Britzmas to talk about the three Sainsbury holiday adverts for this year. We all know what happens during the holidays. Families get together and gather around the table for a large holiday meal. There's laughter, tears and sometimes shouting, but it's all good because it's family and you wouldn't trade that for the world. That's what's happening in this year's Sainsbury's Christmas adverts. They released three ads this year and each one centers around family, being home for Christmas and the big dinner. Each ad starts the same. The phone rings and we hear a family member reminiscing about previous Christmas dinners. The first is a daughter talking to her dad, the second a son talking to his mother, and the last two brothers. Each ad is coupled with old family movies of Christmases past as the people talk on the phone. The first ad is called The Gravy Song. It has a daughter calling her dad about coming up for christmas and then remembering past dinners for the holidays the dad reminds her about his wonderful gravy and eventually starts singing his gravy song much to her embarrassment the family videos show that this tradition of embarrassing his daughter has been going on for a while at every christmas dinner when dad starts to sing about his wonderful gravy you can tell in her voice that while a teenager thinks of their parents as a source of constant embarrassment The adult version of her remembers everything fondly and with love. The second ad, called Perfect Portions, has a son calling his mother about the upcoming Christmas dinner, and mom reveals that she's purchased an electric knife to carve the turkey. Following the same pattern, we learn through the conversation coupled with videos that the now-deceased dad would take pride in giving out perfect portions of turkey to each family member for Christmas dinner. The son and mother remember the dad's fun-loving nature, but you can still hear a touch of sadness in the conversation. The third and last dad, called Big Sarney has two brothers calling and remembering all the leftover turkey for the days after the Christmas dinner. They would both get large sandwiches stuffed with turkey, dressing and everything else from the Christmas dinner table. There's a friendly rivalry that occurs with the two as they recall who received the bigger Sarny, Therefore, who was the more loved or favoured by Grandma? Advertisers like to tug at our emotions, especially during the holidays. This year's Sainsbury's does this splendidly with these three adverts. Each one evokes a particular emotion that we may have felt at each Christmas dinner growing up. Embarrassment, pride, jealousy, even sadness. These sentimental journeys are deliberate, but this year's collection seem especially poignant. This year, we may be away from many people whom we love. Christmas dinners may be smaller, less loud, or even virtual. Regardless, traditions exist for a reason. They are nostalgic. They're comfortable. They're familiar. Sainsbury's expertly blends the audio and visual aspects of each of these ads. There's one instance in each where the movie syncs up with the person's audio talking on the phone. This synchronization draws us into the scene. We are now part of the family, re-watching old videos of our own family's Christmases. We become the person on the other end of the phone call, and it makes these ads all the more personal. So wherever you are this year for the holidays, remember that, like Sainsbury's, food is home, and home is Christmas.
4: Another supermarket chain making a splash in the adverts this year is budget brand shop Lidl, with a sarcastic ad making a bit of mockery of the cliches of Christmas adverts, like a sad, weepy moment with an elderly gent or a magical snowman, all set to a song that seems a little out of key to me, although it is a bit funny. Here's the opinion of Chris from Christmas Time in the City, the Christmas podcast all about New York. Hi, I'm Chris.
3: And I'm Chris.
8: We're from the Christmas Time in the City podcast.
3: When Adam asked us to watch an ad for a British grocery store, I didn't really know what to expect.
8: I don't think I've watched a commercial on purpose in a few years, so it was uh, interesting to check it out.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess the last ads we have watched were on YouTube from the 80s. <laughs> yeah,
8: we watch a lot of those. It was fun to watch it. it the food's really great. The, the song was really catchy, and it's kind of funny.
3: Yeah, it starts off with a nice, heartwarming story, and this little bird is in the window with a little kid, and... As if they're going to have this nice little heartwarming moment. And then they say, nope, it's just an ad for for Little. And then they just go right into all, listing everything they have at Little for Christmas. All the food, the clothing. Just <laughs> yeah,
8: the dad sweater.
3: <laughs> yeah, the dad sweater with the logo if on it. If they really
8: sell those, that's a great idea.
3: It looks pretty great. There's actually a Little here staten island and they just opened it i think last year so we haven't had a chance to actually get to it yet but this ad kind of made me want to go to it i'm gonna be honest you know and besides <laughs> the fact that i probably want some some more british food <laughs> i think they
8: seem like they were super fans because at the end they strung up a little logo oh, yeah. <laughs> onto the roof which is a level of fandom that i've not experienced yet with grocery stores i
3: don't know i think here I have an idea of what might have that same kind of fandom. Like in our region, people really go hard for Wegmans. It's one that has a fan base. Which not yeah. a lot of grocery stores have fan bases. And then in the southeast where, where I'm from, it's Publix all the way.
8: We have a friend who has a tattoo of the Publix logo. That's right. Does Publix have Christmas commercials? Is that a thing that happens here that that frequently? I don't know. I think
3: so. I think they probably all have Christmas commercials. But like we said, we don't really watch commercials very often, so it was kind of fun.
8: Yeah, it was nice to revisit watching a commercial. It was only a short time.
3: Yeah, if any commercials I'm down to watch. I do like Christmas commercials. Yeah, so we liked it. We did like it.
4: Our seal of approval.
3: Yes, we approve. So that's it. That's it. (laughs) Thanks, Adam.
4: Away from the shops and towards the brands with Walkers, the crisp, or potato chip for you Americans, Giant. This year they've gone super cheesy British with a guy called Lad Baby, a British internet comedian. This year they're promoting sausage roll crisps, so he's on board with a bunch of odd British celebrities, including, of course, Gary Lineker, who is an ex footballer turned poster boy for Walker's Crisps. I'm unsure how that happened, but here in the UK, if you think about Walker's Crisps, you think about Gary Lineker. With all this very Britishness in mind, I got a fellow Brit in Jack from the Total Christmas Podcast to tell us his
6: thoughts. Hello boys and girls, I'm Jack from the Total Christmas Podcast and I've been asked to review the Walker's Crisps Christmas advert. So Walker's is the best-selling brand of crisps in the UK. Some of you may know crisps as potato chips. The company originally started in 1948, but they were bought out in 1989 by frito Lay. So I'm sure you're familiar with Lay's crisps. That's the name brand around the world, but in the UK we still call them Walker's crisps. Over the years, Walker's have had loads of different flavoured crisps, and some of these flavours they release just as a limited special. To have had such culinary delights as spaghetti bolognese flavoured crisps, fish and chips flavoured crisps, and even chili and chocolate flavoured crisps. And for this year, Walkers have released sausage roll flavoured crisps. Now if you don't know what a sausage roll is, it's sausage meat, not like a frankfurter, like a proper sausage meat, wrapped in puff pastry, and they're sort of like a snack food you might have for your lunch. And if you want to know what Walkers sausage roll flavoured crisps taste like, they taste a tiny bit like sausage rolls. So the star of this advert is a chap called Lad Baby. And Lad Baby is a dad blogger and internet star who's had the last two Christmas number ones here in the UK. Both of the songs he's had as number ones in the UK have been about sausage rolls. In 2018, he gave us this beauty. And last year, we were treated to this. So all the proceeds of Lad Baby's Christmas singles have gone to the Trussell Trust. And the Trussell Trust is a charity aiming to stop hunger and poverty in the UK. And as part of that, this year, walkers are given 5p from every bag of sausage roll flavoured crisps to the Trussell Trust. So let's get into the advert. It starts with Lad Baby turning up in a van, which is a bit of a nod towards the Coca-Cola truck. He hops out and starts singing Christmas carols with the words changed to sing about sausage rolls. There's loads of different songs in the advert. Let me give you a list. They've got Deck the Halls, Carol of the Bells, Oh Christmas Tree, Jingle Bells, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and at the end there's a nod to Slade's Merry Christmas Everybody. And also there's a selection of British celebrities that pop up in the advert singing Christmas carols with him. So there's a nice little joke at the start. We've got four ladies called carols singing carols, and one of those is called Carol Smiley. She's a famous TV presenter from Scotland. Then Alla Jones pops up. If you've never heard of Alla Jones... When he was a young lad, he released a Christmas single. It was this one.
0: We're walking in the
6: That's a real classic in the UK. And he's become a bit of a national treasure over the years. He still sings today. There's also Tony Mortimer. If you don't know Tony Mortimer, he was in a band called E17. He was one of the singers and the songwriter for the band. And they had a Christmas number one in 1995 with this song. Won't you stay day? And near the end of the advert, you get Gary Lineker popping up. If you don't know Gary Lineker, he was a famous footballer in his younger days. Now he's more of a sports presenter. But he's also very famous for being in all the other Walker's Crisps adverts. So unlike a lot of the Christmas adverts that are out there this year, this one doesn't tell a story. It's literally just Lad Baby singing Christmas carols at different houses with famous celebrities in the background. It's a lot of fun. It's very festive. But there's not really much else I can say about it. Oh, actually, one thing I can say is... This one is not going to be shown on television. It's only being shown on the internet, which is a thing, I suppose. Anyway, that's my review of the advert. It's all right. If you want to have a look at it, it's on YouTube. Now, if you're familiar with my show, you'll know that my daughter Robin is often on it. She's four years old, and let's find out what she thinks of the advert. So, what did you think of the advert, Robin? Good. Is that it?
9: No.
6: Well, go on then. What else are you going to say?
5: Merry Christmas, everybody.
6: Actually, she's got a very good point there. I agree. Merry Christmas.
4: A different advert came from Very, an online clothes and home retailer, with a tongue-in-cheek ad about a real Christmas. Although John and Bin from the Santa by the Minute podcast were a little confused about what they were actually selling.
10: Hi everyone, it's John. Ian Bin. And we're from Santa by the Minute, the podcast where we watch 1985 Santa
9: Claus the Movie. One minute at a time
10: and what we're watching today seems to be one minute and 30 seconds so you're gonna gonna have to pay me overtime to watch this (laughs) clip
9: i don't think they're paying you at all
10: so what's uh merry (laughs) britsmas having us watch ben hasn't been exactly clear with me so what are we watching today
9: we are watching an advertisement that is called christmas is the very moment and i have not watched it without you so i have no idea what we're watching
10: so you're gonna get our first reactions to this yes okay so uh let's roll it i guess I don't know what Vary was.
9: I don't either. I'm not
10: sure what it was an ad for, <laughs> but it was cute enough, I guess.
9: Yeah, I don't know what Vary is. Just like you, I I'm gonna guess it's like a is it like a, a money transfer thing, maybe like a PayPal or a Venmo or a, like a Cash App, something like that. Maybe I don't know.
10: I'm gonna Google Vary and see what it is. But yeah, the that ad was, the ad was, was cute. great,
9: and um. You know, the the ad, though, was so subtle, so subtle that I didn't even catch <laughs> that, it was, yeah, that it was, like, an ad. You know what I mean? Like, it just looked like one of those little shorts. Oh, right here. It's an online clothes and home retailer. <laughs> well, if
10: you had read the message. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. Now she was buying presents for everybody in the family and the garbage man. Yeah. The, the real star of the commercial is that little wiener dog in the elf costume.
9: Okay, I really liked this commercial. It was very real. Like, it doesn't matter where this advertisement was, like, placed. It really encompasses probably everyone. Everyone's Christmas experience. Don't you think?
10: Yeah, it was very relatable.
9: Yeah, extremely relatable. I liked it. Though I think its purpose may have fallen a little flat because I didn't even really catch that it was, what it was advertising. It's
10: like the like it's like the Brits aren't that much different than us.
9: Imagine that.
10: <laughs> pit pit Mary Poppins.
9: <laughs> oh, no, I'm cutting that out.
4: <laughs> and finally, the big one. John Lewis have been making people weep and fawn the world over with their sweet Christmas ads about men on the moon, bouncing boxer dogs, and overly excited dragons. This year, they went slightly low key, as kind of expected with a selection of rather brilliant animators creating a compendium of moments of people being kind. From a snowman giving up part of his body to fix a snow car, to a bus passenger using their fruit sticker to repair a little kid's glasses. It's sweet and also has a great song from Celeste in A Little Love.
0: Some to me. I think we'd find ourselves hit dancing in the street. Everyone we meet would smile a little day. It could be amazing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody gave a little?
4: Here's Art from the Cozy Christmas Podcast talking about the ad.
1: Hi, Adam, and Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. And I'm honored to be able to take a look at the John Lewis ad for this year. I have to say I absolutely loved it. As an American, I'm not real familiar with John Lewis, and I had to even look up what that was. Uh, So it's a store. From what I can read online, a lot of people say that in England, it's not Christmas until John Lewis releases their... Christmas advert for the year and I really loved it and the message it has giving love this season. And It's what the commercial is, it's basically a bunch of little vignettes in various animation styles of different people and different objects like snowmen and pigeons showing little acts of love to other people and one story leads to another. It's just brilliantly done. My favorite is probably the two old men popping the Christmas cracker in between their houses or the poor little hedgehog that just wants to fly like a pigeon. And so the street pigeons help them by putting them in a plane and just flying off. This is a very cozy ad. I think it's a, such an important message this year, perhaps more than any year in my lifetime. It's so important to show each other love and kindness and it's something that I've talked about on my podcast before. that. We can change the world with kindness, and I think this advert is a a great illustration of that. This encourages me to go out and find ways I can give and show that love, the love that is so needed right now. So to you and your listeners, thank you for sharing all the joys of Christmas this year. As the John Lewis ad says, let's give a little love this Christmas season. Take care.
4: Thanks to all my podcast friends today for sharing their thoughts and ideas. My favourite from the lot is probably the John Lewis one because of the mixed animated styles creating interesting visuals and the sweetness of some of the moments, as usual. However, it's not as weepy as usual, which I'm quite happy about with this year. Also, I quite like the cheekiness of the Tesco one and agree with the amount of food I'm already putting away. It's okay to be naughty this year. We're throwing back again to one of my early episodes, when I discussed the first Royal Family Christmas special, and today I thought I'd discuss the second one. For those that don't know, The Royal Family was a wildly successful British sitcom about a working class family from Manchester, who spend most of their time sat on their living room sofas glued to the TV. The humour is in their interactions and conversations as they sit around, moan, argue and make fun of friends and family. The patriarch, Jim Royal, is perfectly portrayed by Ricky Tomlinson as a grouchy, work-shy dad. Sorry. There you go, Jim. Ooh, lovely.
2: Pottle of moment. There you go, Dave. Hide that till the bugger's gone.
4: We have his put-upon wife, Barbara, played by Sue Johnston,
0: Oh, we are still coming to yours for Boxing Day, aren't we, Denise? Oh, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to it. Do you know, it'll be the first time we've ever done something like that <laughs> on Boxing Day. <laughs> Thing is, I haven't really had any time to get anything in. Oh, well, should I do something and bring it round? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a right load of messing about. I think it'd be better for you if we all came here again. Is that all right, Mum? Yeah.
4: Bloody hell. And their two kids, Denise, played by the late, great Carolina Hearn.
0: I do like this
4: top, Denise.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baby David bought it, mate. Did he? Well, I say he bought it. I actually took the money out of his post office account, but... I put it back again when I'm straight, you know. Yeah. How much has he got left in there now? Well... What were the expense of Christmas and, you know, my highlights? Nothing.
4: And their youngest, Anthony, played by Ralph Little. Also joining the family are Denise's husband, David, played by Craig Cash.
0: What did you get him for Christmas? Dave made him something, didn't you, Dave? Yeah. Did you, Dave? Mm -hmm. Have you, lad?
10: Yeah, I made him a garage out of one of Denise's old shoe boxes and I used a couple of her old
2: heated rollers, you know, for the car wash.
0: Oh. Dave,
4: you're dead Andy, aren't you? Dead bloody tight. And Barb's mother, aka Nana, played by the legendary Liz Smith. In the first Christmas episode, Denise went into labour with her first kid, also called David. This Christmas episode, released in 2000 between the third and fourth series, starts with the family singing happy birthday to the little baby.
7: Happy birthday to you!
6: Happy birthday Happy
0: birthday, baby David! Happy birthday
2: to you! Hey. 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 Okay, come on, that's enough celebration. Mitch, get your, shit your ass up to bed. Oh, come on. Oh,
0: Jim, it's Christmas day!
6: Happy oh, birthday,
0: oh, uh, baby. Say bye bye. Bye bye, baby David. Bye bye, baby David. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, baby David. Bye-bye.
10: Bye-bye, baby David. Bye bye, baby David. <laughs>
0: bye bye,
4: baby David. <laughs>
0: bye bye, baby David. Bye bye, debris, baby.
4: We then find out the family are a little bit nervous awaiting the arrival of the parents of Anthony's girlfriend. The girlfriend, Emma, is played by a young Sheridan Smith, now an acclaimed Olivier and BAFTA award winning actress. Her family are quite different from the Royals, much more wealthy and Barb is particularly keen on impressing them. Do you think they won't sit down or stand up?
0: Well, remember, they are vegetarians, so they'll probably want to sit down.
6: Oh, yeah.
0: I've done two salmon and some hard boiled eggs. What else do they eat, Denise? Well, well, you could make turkey sandwiches for everyone, and then they can just take the turkey out themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: They welcome the future in-laws into the house, and soon discover they are considerably wealthy. And the dad in particular, played with panache by John Henshaw, is a little bit of a show-off.
0: We've been looking at a little terrace for Emma and Anthony, in Altingham, you know, for when the baby's born. And Roger and I thought, you know, we could all chip in. (laughs) What?
2: All chip in for the terrace house for them? Bloody hell, you're joking, aren't you? They can have Denise's
0: old room. Oh, well, we can pay for it all, really, but we don't want you to think we're taking
2: over. Oh, no, no. You take over as much as you want, love. And we think then we should have the baby delivered privately. You don't know, need NHS, you just chewing anything out. Well, Denise and Dave went to NHS for a little baby. David. so... Well, I've got no complaints about the NHS. No, I mean, we'll pay for it, right? You know I mean, you just want the best for your kids, don't you? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I totally bloody agree with you. I mean, the NHS has gone completely down the bloody pan, hasn't it? I mean, we're talking about a newborn baby here, not a bag of bloody crisps.
4: Well, quite a big
2: show-off. You ever been on a cruise, Jim? Um, Oh, no, no, no. We're going on a cruise this year. <whistles> bloody hell.
0: Roger.
2: Oh, he Text in all the meds, then we come back and jump on the Orient Express. <gasps> you ever been on the Orient Express, Jim?
0: Oh, there's a lot of murders on the Orient Express. You want to watch it on that? Isn't that right, Barbara? What? There's always murders on the Orient Express.
2: You ever double on the stock market, (laughs) Jim? No, no. What a very easy way to make a lot of money. Do you know once I made more in a day
4: than I made in a year? (gasps) Nana seems a bit obsessed with Emma's mum, Valerie, and always wants to sit next to her or pull a cracker with her.
0: It's time for crackers. Oh. Uh, Anthony, Emma, Darren, come on. Crackers. Now, ma'am, who do you want to pull your cracker with? Do you want to pull it with Darren? No, I don't want to pull my cracker with Darren. Who do you want to pull it with, then? Well, I was hoping for Valerie. Oh, yeah, we'll pull it with Valerie, then. Oh, you two can pull yours together. <laughs> uh,
4: Barbara, who am I going to pull my cracker with?
0: Denise, Dave, she is your wife.
4: And the whole family are very intrigued about the gifts that Roger got for her at Christmas.
0: Oh yes, I've gone from a B to a D, Barbara. What she had done? Implants, Nana. Oh, are you alright sitting in that back chair, Valerie? Oh,
3: yes.
0: Mm. Oh, they're lovely, Valerie. Jim, look, oh, Valerie's implants look lovely
2: that right, great, then, Valerie.
0: Lovely, then, Valerie. Dave. Hmm? that not be lovely. Yeah,
2: they're smashing them, uh, to Valerie.
0: Oh, Valerie. Mary next door We be really sick, she's missed mm.
2: em. I got them for Christmas, you know. Oh, well done. Oh. <laughs> She didn't want him. she wanted a
0: Dyson. <gasps> oh, well, I'd love a Dyson. I'd love a Dyson. Well, actually, I did get a Dyson as well. Oh! oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, what a Christmas! Implants and a Dyson!
4: <laughs> Roger then makes some very insulting comments about the Royal Family House in the heat of the boasting about how his life has changed from when he was young.
2: Hey, I'll tell you what, Jim. Valerie, you can organise this. We'll get them all down on the boat. It's a forty-two-footer, you know.
0: <whistles>
2: it's got a toilet. It's got two. <whistles> That's great that Rod, because my hovercraft's still being repaired. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm only from a place like this. I'm a self-made man. Follow me, it wasn't my man's place as bad as this. I mean I didn't have a pot to piss in me. Look at me now.
4: After the couple leave, Jim goes upstairs to rant and rave to poor baby David about Roger and his boasting. you know,
2: Roger? so we kick the bloody ass, do not you know? Hey, all right, Cocker, hey? Hey, I wish I'd have bloody well stayed up here with you instead of downstairs with big, bloody, umpty-dumpty-head, Roger. Hey, are you having this, baby David? He's He's got a bloody yacht. A bloody Aston, bloody Martin. He's got a bloody big house in the country. He's got a box at Man United, a box at bloody Manchester City. Hey, and he's got a lovely tart out in Hale. And what have I got? I've got absolutely bloody nothing. We haven't even got a bloody Dyson.
4: Then, the family reveal they didn't forget about his Christmas present after all.
0: Dad, mm-hmm. aren't you bothered that we didn't get anything this year? <laughs> My chance of a lifetime. Well, we all club together, even Nana. Uh, and there. Uh, oh, we got you this.
2: To so the best dad and husband in the world. From your loving family. <laughs> <laughs> TV!
10: You've got Sky so TV! TV. <laughs>
2: 200 channels! <laughs> Roger Meyer! <up. laughs>
4: as with all royal family episodes, there's a great cast dynamic about this special, with the interplay between actors and characters just being pitched perfectly. They always cast great additions as well, with the parents of Emma dropping into that perfect boasting couple who can't help but talk about their newfound money since their working-class background. It's a consistently funny special, and as with the previous one, it works best if you've seen the series and you know the characters well, so I'd advise watching more if you enjoy it. So, I'm aiming to have one more full episode this December, and perhaps a mini-music-based episode as well, with new British Christmas bangers. Keep your eyes peeled and check out all the podcasts whose hosts join me today. Christmas Clatter, Seasons Eatings, Christmas time in the City, Santa by the Minute Podcast, Total Christmas Podcast, and The Cozy Christmas Podcast. In fact, check out our promo for that one before you head off.
1: My name is Art, and I'm the host of the new podcast, A Cozy Christmas. Join me and my daughter, Grace, as we bring you all the cozy feelings that Christmas has to offer. In the podcast, I read some of my favorite Christmas stories and poems. I share some memories of Christmas past, and I talk about my thoughts on Christmas. I also have an unhealthy addiction to Charles Dickens and A Christmas Carol. You can find me on cozychristmaspod.com, and you can find all my social media links there. So stop on over and we'll have some fun together. As the man Charles Dickens himself said, there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. And that's the spirit of Christmas that we try to bring to you throughout the year. From all of us here at the Cozy Christmas Family, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas.
2: An happy blooming Christmas to you and all.